Spotify podcast with Tech and Prem. Fed Alumni Podcast. I'm Tech. He's Prem. Music producers talking Philly sports. All right, Prem. After a Sunday of football without the birds, yes. I got a chance to check out the red zone and and I watched some good quarterbacks, see what they're like. Uh, and there is absolutely no quarterback controversy in the city after what I saw. Uh, if anything, we as a fan base are a tad harsh on Jalen Hurts. A yeah, tad it's, harsh. It's a bit much. I mean, it's his second year. And, you know, he's led us to six wins out of 13 games. Could very easily have led us to eight wins out of 13 games. And he's uh, in his second year as a starter. Now you get to see against division opponents in December what the kid can do in high-pressure games. Yep. And that's what you want. You want to see how a young guy reacts in high-pressure situations. Because I watch good quarterbacks, you know, on other teams, throw interceptions, turn the ball over, right. uh, take bad sacks. All day. I watched it all day. Good quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, we can go run, run through all the names in the game. Ky- Kyler, Kyler Murray included. Kyler Murray. Which was one of Prem's picks, by the way. The Absolutely. Uh, that was that ended up working in your favor. Yes. So did. that's that's a good yes, yes. that's a good job. There. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but after I, I was watching, it was like having an epiphany. Like, oh, we're we're judging Jalen Hurts a little harshly in this city. What oh, have I been saying from the jump, Tech? It's a I agree. It's a two year plan. Yes, I get that. I think it's a more than two year. I'll maintain that. But you're right in a sense where. It's a two-year plan from the quarterback spot. At the quarterback-coach combination is what I'm saying. Even if you if you know that in the back of your mind, Jalen Hurts might not be the long-term option. Right. He's your quarterback next year for for a bunch of reasons. Yes. Number one, salary. to be honest, salary, salary, Period. financially. You can number load one. up. You can load up on a, on a bit of brief. But you know what I say? We yes. really need a pass rusher, right? So maybe you oh, don't. Yeah. Maybe you don't draft a pass rusher in the first round. You use your three picks on offensive line, safety, and maybe mm. another skill player, and you sign the best defensive end on the market. But I think they did a good job. Howie, I mean, did a good job. With the offensive line, I, I don't know when you, that when it's you look at the first value, round need right now. Well, you know, I, I look, think pass look at rush, it this way. Uh, safety. And by the way, there's going to be good safeties in se- in the yeah. second and third round of yeah. this draft. Yeah, I've heard that. So too. you may not have to go safety that early. You you might be able to go you know defensive end and cornerback, which you need pretty much those two right off the bat. And then I hate to tell you, with that third pick, if if they choose to pick three guys in the first round, right? It, it to me it would be wide receiver. Because you still need a wide receiver. Yeah, well, you have two. You have Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins are guys that I want to see on this team for a lot of years. Yes. Other than that, there's no other wide receiver on this I, roster I right now. I don't know if Quez is a true number two right now. Maybe he could become that, but we right. need, you know, and, and yeah. look, we all know Jalen Rager's coming back. You need another 1B receiver. Yeah, and, and it's we know that it's not Jalen Rager. Unfortunately, Jalen Rager will be force-fed to us in that, you know, to one by, by necessity, two. yeah, out of necessity. If I'm Howie, here's how I'm approaching this: because you have three first round picks, and you're going to have a lot of cap space thanks to the fact that Carson's salary will be off the books. Yep, right. And you have a quarterback that, like we said, is on a rookie contract. So how I'm approaching this is if, I, if I'm Howie, yeah. is I'm going best available on defense in that first round, mm-hmm. and I'll maybe I'll I'll either sign a wide receiver. Uh, who's or, available? Michael well, Gallup. I don't even know if Dallas is going to let him walk. Good point. Good point. Well, what I'm saying is, if you go best available and say you whatever you don't get yeah. because you went best available in the first round, 
you try to address in free agency because you'll have the cap space to get the best available free agent or at that position. try to get, you know, a late round value like they did in the fifth round for Kenny Gainwell. Maybe a later round you go for a wide receiver, maybe second, third round. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But, but they, they have flexibility. And, yeah. and look, here's what I want to say to the fan base. You're six and seven right now. You're an average football team. That is massively better than four, 11, and one. That's true. And this team has, in spite of their deficiencies defensively, where they've gotten gashed in periods on the ground, yeah. believe it or not, they're 13th in the league in rush defense. Yes, they are. It's very surprising to me. Yes, but on on the offensive side of the ball, they're 30th in passing. But 12th, 12th in scoring. Yes, and first in rushing. Right. Well, that's 30th because in J- passing. Did you know Jalen Hurts has as many score, rushing scores as Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott? <laughs> Well, did that's you, ridiculous. Did you also know that Mark Ingram has more rushing yards than Ezekiel Elliott? Wow. I did not know that. I didn't think you would. Because yeah, before be, the season— Because who would have guessed that? Nobody before the season was like, hey, Mark Ingram is a top 10 rusher Even with the Texans. Even though I happen to like Mark Ingram. I, I, I always, always liked him. I always liked him. Too. I mean, he was a Heisman finalist, right? I think so. Or but a winner. He was a winner of finalists. He's just always been one of those like uh, tough guys, a bruiser. Yeah, doesn't he doesn't miss is. games yes. like that. Yes. He's in there. Yeah, I, so, I, solid vet running back. Definitely. But anyway, what I'm getting at with you, you mentioned Birds being first in rushing, it's largely because Jalen Hurts has rushed for more yards than any quarterback in the NFL this year. <laughs> and and that says I, a lot, man. And I get it. I mean, if the Eagles are going to be a winner, if they're going to win games, let's just say next season. I mean, okay, it, we can talk about the rest of this season, but let's just say moving forward into next season and possibly beyond. If Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, you're going to have to win in unconventional ways. And that's fine. Look at the early Donovan years. They were completely unconventional. Well, that's true. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to be what Donovan McNabb was. Donovan is arguably the best quarterback to ever wear an But I can uniform. see a comp there. There's, a, the there's a big comp in terms of how they won with early Donovan. Yeah. Those numbers early Donovan were terrible, passing-wise. But he would get yeah. like the big scrambles at key moments. And it would just work. Now, Donovan had a bigger arm, and his arm improved. His accuracy wavered. Now, it got better through his career, but it it, it wasn't Except in always, big games. In big games, it was terrible. Remember that 2008 NFC Championship against the Cardinals where they came all the way Vaguely. back? They came all the way back. Deshaun caught the crazy bomb where he tipped the ball to himself. Yes, that was phenomenal. Well, that first <laughs> half, they did nothing on offense because Donovan was all over the place. Right. Um Jalen Hurts, like you said, he doesn't have as big of an arm as Donovan, but a lot of their characteristics are similar in terms of yeah, break, the pocket breaks down, keeping the play alive, getting outside the pocket, making some plays. You know, I, I'm excited for this game on Sunday because you're going to see in a high-pressure December divisional matchup what this kid can do. Now, I think two years ago, Carson, what did he do, 2019, swept the division in December to get us in the playoffs with no wide receivers. Right. It's going to be a good way to make a comparison between 2019 Carson, which was pretty solid, oh, to, yeah. to this Jalen Hurts player who is going to be mm. in the same position. You have four division games in December. You don't have to get on one more plane the rest no, of the year. No, it's all division. It's all, it's all, it's all division know, home or, or bus right, ride. It's 95. Right. It's beautiful. <laughs> so they got a chance. If they go 3-1, and one, they're in the playoffs. This is a must must win Sunday. Biggest game of his career. And I mean, honestly, both of these Washington games are must wins they if are. if we're talking playoffs. Yeah, you have to win both because realistically, and I tweeted this earlier from our Vet Alumni Twitter account. Can you remember a year where the fan base 
was so dead set on saying, oh, Dallas is coming here and beating us in December. It's so rare to hear the fan base be so like, well, co- like so like submissive to just losing to Dallas. It's weird to me. Uh, well, because it's almost like you see the writing on the wall. Like well, they're it, a Dallas team. is going to win they're, the yeah. division and it's almost conceding yeah. that fact. And, the, and but then they're going to be playing for seeding. So, you know, if they're playing for maybe hosting a first round matchup or not hosting mm. a first round matchup, they're playing to win that game. And Dak, right. Dak playing the win, although Dak has not been great. Yeah. He's not been the Dak no, we saw in he October. Has, he, ha- he hasn't been great. He hasn't. Now you're at home. You he, got a crowd. He Hopefully pulls it's it together really cold. almost when he needs to, even in bad performances. Hopefully it's snowing. No, that would be great. Because if it's snowing, then you're playing on an even field with the Cowboys. Because they can't, uh-huh. they can't just air it out and light you up in the secondary. Yeah, that's if true. If they got to come up and beat us up up front and it's a home game... Maybe we could beat them up front. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. They got to beat Washington twice. They got two tough games. Yeah, now, the yeah, Giants, yeah. That's we win. should destroy that, that's the Giants. A, that's a win. It's going to be in Philly, this one. That, that's yeah. definitely when so it goes, what, Washington, New York, Washington, Dallas. Yeah. I mean, this is, come on, guys. This team should be 8-7, and 8-7 <laughs> and seven going to Washington. At that point, that'll be the biggest game of the season because that game will probably punch their ticket. Yeah. When you look at the way that the NFC is uh, lined up right now with the teams we're in the mix with, like the 8, 9, 10, 11 seeds right now, that, yeah. that bunch, one of those squads is going to get that 7 spot yeah. and it's not going to be Washington if we sweep them. If That's the, that's the only that's chance the we got. And then we hold tiebreakers over Atlanta and New Orleans and San Francisco is going to probably get the 6. So they we don't even have to worry about a tiebreak with them. No, we don't have so to worry about that. So we're in good shape where the key to the playoffs for the Birds right now is beat Washington, Washington twice. Washington, Washington, Washington. Jesus I'll tell Christ. you what though, Taylor Heineke's a player, bro. I've been saying I know. It. Well, he better not be on <laughs> Sunday. I'll tell you <laughs> I, that. Well, I'm telling you, if Terry McLaurin's out, because he's got a concussion, uh, then we have, we, a, we have to hope he's out. We have to really hope he's out. But, you know, people don't realize, too, that Washington has the 30th-ranked pass defense. Oof. You could throw on them. I want to see Devontae Smith get some chances early. <laughs> and, I mean, the, the squad knows this. I would love to—I saw a stat where Jalen Waddle has way more targets yeah. than Devontae Smith. Yeah. And I just want to see Devontae Smith get more involved in the offense, have the coaching— you know, dictate that Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is fifth in the NFL in receptions. How about that? in the entire NFL? Yeah, he's been tremendous. He had a slow start, but yeah. he's been tremendous. Jamar Chase has been tremendous too. I'll tell you what; it's very rare you get three solid receivers that are NFL ready players out the first round. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. That's very rare. It is rare. It's not it is common. Rare. No, I mean a couple years ago, well, you had Jefferson. That was probably it, right? Yes. As far as the guys that are like legit Beast. players. Yeah, legit. Uh, we'll talk more birds with Jim Grasso, owner of Wildfire Podcasting, on this week's edition of Wednesday Afternoon Quarterback. But first, brought to you by ProLine Music, everything for the musician. It's time for Vet Fact. This is a Vet Fact. Going way back for this one, Tech. <laughs> December 15th, 1974. The birds hosted the Detroit Lions. <laughs> one o'clock kickoff. Got the 28-17 win to finish the season at 7-7. They only played 14 games in 1974. So they obviously missed the playoffs. But a young Harold Carmichael caught a six-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Mike Borilla. I don't even know who that guy is. <laughs> too That's high. before our time. You know, it's Ray funny. Ray Diddy would know. He sure would. <laughs> Looking at this uh, this box score here, Tech, you got names on the birds like Poe James getting into the end zone with a rushing <laughs> I love score. That name. 
What a great name, Poe James. Oh. Sounds like a sandwich in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Poe boy, Poe James. Charlie Young gets seven grabs for 72 yards and a 28-yard touchdown grab. There you go. Don't know who Charlie Young is. However, the Birds got the win. At the vet, they were up 14-0 in the first quarter. Never looked back. Finished the season strong in a decade where they were really terrible. Yeah. I mean, the 70s Awful. Eagles were really bad. Uh, but they got the win. 1974, 10 days before Christmas. Woo. All right, the Sixers, Brem. They won their biggest game of the season over the weekend against my guys, the Golden State Warriors. A huge win, followed by a disgraceful loss. Uh, they went into Memphis on Monday night with that good old scheduled loss mentality. <laughs> you love that. Uh, because it's, look, you know. <laughs> they got I, destroyed. Yeah, it's like Embiid and Curry show up on the injury report minutes before the game. It just felt like, you know what, guys, take the night off. We'll have this be a scheduled loss. Get ready for Miami and Brooklyn. Uh, it, it's almost like treating like these regular season games mean nothing. Yeah, I mean, we know when when Andre Drummond only gives you 20 minutes in place of Embiid with six points, you know. Yeah, I turned it on Charles Bassey's in the game. Look, Charles Bassey with 22 like, minutes and 13 points. Look, I like Charles Bassey a lot. A I like, he's one of my young guys, but I mean, come on. You need to get a I, W. I you need to rock with your guys. They were never in the game. No, they were never in the game. They were never in this and game. And guess what? The punchline of it all is Memphis was without their superstar, John Morant. They were without him. He's a good player, man. Yeah. And they didn't they res- retire Zach Randolph's jersey, the first retired jersey in Memphis Grizzlies history? Yes, Zach Randolph. I heard someone refer to him as the great Zach Randolph. <laughs> That gave well, me a little chuckle. He, he was he was the very good Zach Randolph. <laughs> uh, Speaking of the Warriors, though, Steph Curry, all-time three-point king. And he deserves it. He is my favorite player in the NBA and has been for several years now. He's absolutely tremendous. He's a likable guy, too. He is the best shooter I've ever seen in my life. People want to talk about Reggie Miller and Larry Bird and Robert Ory. And, you know, Steph Curry is number one on my list. Absolutely. All-time shooters. Absolutely. And Clay Thompson's close to being number two, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I'd put, I'd put Larry Bird in that talk as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Reggie, Pist- Reggie Pistol Miller. Pete, Pistol Pete Maravich going back a little <laughs> the bit. the bank shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, going back. But uh, back to the, the Sixers, though. Let, let me put this in your ear real quick, Tech. And this is why they could finish from anywhere from the two to the eight seed. The Bulls hold the two seed, right? Yes. The Sixers are in the sixth seed. They're Currently. Only, they're only two and a half games behind the I know. The it's, a, it's bunched up. It's, it's very all bunched up. up. I, know. I mean, it's really going to come down to that last like 30 to 45 days of basketball before the playoffs. Right. And if you get Embiid playing at least in 80% of those games, I'm pretty confident they're going to at least slip into that four or five seed when it's all said and done. They're not a bad I, basketball team. They're no. a Jekyll and Hyde right now because yes. there's so much inconsistency with who's playing. And that's not good. They it's have not. some issues on this team beyond Ben Simmons. And we'll, we'll talk about Ben Simmons on this week's Enter the Center. But we'll hit the vet line with Jim Grasso, owner of Wildfire Podcasting, on this week's edition of Wednesday Afternoon Quarterback, coming up next. <laughs> Rudolph, take us to where we can let our sleigh bells rock. Pro-line music, pro-line music. Everything for the musician. Tis the season to get great gear at great prices. Music. Buy a guitar, get four free lessons in store or online. Don't forget our on-site repair service center. It's been a tough year to say the least. So get the best price possible only at Pro-line music. Call 215. 
215-736-8055. One more time. 215-736-8055. Tell them what we're close to. Trenton Ewing, Lawrenceville, Yardley, Morrisville, Fairless Hills, Levittown, Lower Makefield. What's the name again? Pro-Line Music. Pro-Line Music. Everything for the musician. Vet alumni. It's my quarterback. It's Wednesday afternoon quarterback. Now in the vet line by Jim Grasso, owner of Wildfire Podcasting and a promotional sponsor of the show. Jim, thanks for joining us tonight. We're doing good. We're excited about this Birds game on Sunday. Uh, arguably, well, not arguably, definitely yep. the biggest game of Jalen Hurts' young career oh, yeah. uh, and Nick Sirianni's young stint mm. as HC. What do you think they're going to do on Sunday? Do you, wh- which Eagles team are we going to get this week? Guys, this Eagles team, I can't I can't put my finger on it. They are in my opinion a good bad team. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I think they might beat Washington and the Giants, but they're not going anywhere. I mean, let's be honest. They lost to a shit Giants team yeah. 2 weeks ago. And I mean, they just looked horrible. And if, if there was any game for them to run away, it was that game. So that Absolutely. game, to me, showed me that they are a good bad team. Yeah, that's a reasonable assessment. I look at it this way: if they're able to slip into the seven seed, obviously they're going to lose to a team like Arizona or Green Bay or LA or whoever oh, yeah. it is in the first round. We know Definitely. that. But that type of experience for a young squad to experience the jittery playoff atmosphere, a head coach to be in an environment like that. Don't you think that would be a very positive thing for the franchise? I think it would be good for the coach. I don't think the quarterback's going to be here much longer. Uh, I don't think this is the guy. I don't think they want this to be the guy. Um, Hmm. I think they're going to do everything they can to draft the guy, whether it be next year or even the year after. Um, I think they're just going to keep stockpiling first-round picks until they can move on up and, and get the guy they want. I don't think Hurts is the guy. And what makes you say that? What have you? Is it because of what you've seen in key moments this year or what you haven't seen in key moments, I should say? Yeah, ah. I, mean, I mean, look, I'm not a guy who watches the All-22 or any of that shit. Right, right. Like, I watch the game and I, I think about it. He just misses easy plays. He misses the easy plays. You know what I mean? He like, does. how many times has he missed a wide-open guy in the end zone? Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of that. There's also you know been a I mean? lot of pinpoint passes, too. It's it's kind of like Jekyll and Hyde with Hurts this year, it feels like. Yeah, the whole team, really. But, yeah, Hurts especially. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, hear you. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, think, I think he's an okay quarterback. I think he could play in the league for a few years. But I don't think he's going to take any team to anywhere close to the promised land. Yeah, I mean, this, this, mm. the fan base is very divided on this, you know, because me yeah, personally, are. I I need to see, like, I wanted to see two years of, of this kid because you have a new uh-huh. head coach. You have a head coach that has clearly improved 
over oh, the course yeah, of the season. The, Absolutely. Yes, Wouldn't you agree that yeah. Sirianni has kind of gotten better with his adjustments and his play calling? Yeah, I, I said from the beginning, we got to give the coach a longer leash than we give the quarterback. Um, we can't be going through head coaches like the Flyers go through head coaches. I mean, it would just be a complete <laughs> oh, disaster. No. Train wreck. You know oh. what I mean? Um, Sirianni, I, I think he just needed to get his ego in check. You know, he's like, oh, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to throw 50 times and nobody can tell me otherwise. I don't care what the fans think. I don't care what the reporters think. Well, guess what, man? It don't work like that. You no. can't do that with a, a rookie quarterback. So he quickly figured out, okay, I know how I can win now. I got to run the ball more. I got to put the ball in Hertz's hands as far as running the ball and keep it out of the air. And I'll run, and we have success. So, um, yeah, I think the head coach is, has done a complete 360 and or 180, right? Yeah, 180. <laughs> right, right. Um, I do that too. I do the same thing. Yeah, 360s. Yeah, a 360. He would be shitty again. Um, <laughs> but no, I think he's definitely he's he's taking care of business now, and I think I think he could be good. I mean, as long as he keeps his ego in check and realizes, use the players you got, use your strengths. You know, you got good running backs. Use them. Absolutely. Yeah, I like seeing them just go out there and play old-style football, personally. That's yeah. it. Me too. I mean, the the offensive line was built for running. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I think Landon Dickerson... tried passing the ball 50 times, with a, especially with a banged-up offensive line, yeah. was just insanity. Because I think Landon Dickerson's been a gem. Jordan Mailata, they've been tremendous, but they absolutely need to be better in the pass protection. They they need to be better from, from that aspect because Hurts is still on the run constantly. I mean, yeah. I, I get it, though. You have a running quarterback, but it's just it's just constant. Uh, no Quez Watkins this week. He's on the COVID list. Um, how much of a difference is this going to make, Jim? I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. I mean, <laughs> he he's a third, fourth wide receiver. I mean, he's not a game breaker. I yeah, mean, it's a shame. he's fast he's and he he can make some catches, but he's he's not a Devontae Smith or you know. And I mean, they don't really have anybody else. But right. um, you know, I, I think that they could win the game without. Quez Watkins. I don't think that's going to really make a difference. Now, are you as sick and tired of seeing Jalen Rager returning <laughs> kicks as I am? I mean, I, this guy is, is, I call him a completely useless player, but he has to be the worst returner I've ever seen on this on this Eagles team my <laughs> whole life. Stop 40 it. years on the planet. Reno Mahe? Reno Mahe? Well, Reno Mahe led the league one year. He, he was tremendous. Year. He's slow, though. I don't see anything like that coming out of Jalen Rager. <laughs> Where's Jalen Rager? And his, these returns are, are pathetic. Are you as sick and tired of seeing him back there as I am? Yes. <laughs> very, yes. very defined. That's all I got. He's fucking horrible. I mean, yeah. and the fact that he actually had more playing time than Devontae Smith, was it last week or two weeks ago? Yeah. I mean, you know that the GM is, is involved in that. The GM is yeah. telling the coach, you got to play this guy. I drafted him high. you got to play him. Um, and that's that's where it gets dicey. You know what I mean? Like, if the guy's no good, you don't play him. You know? I mean, he's just taking up the fucking roster spot. They're not an organization that likes to admit their mistakes. I, they did it begrudgingly when they traded Carson Wentz, but they don't like to admit mistakes. Uh, we're going to see Jalen Rager next year lining up 
as the second wide receiver. I, I don't know. I think there's a chance that they move him while he has some value remaining. What in value the does he have? Well, he's still a first round pick two years ago. But what that, is it? Yeah. You know, there's always people in the NFL and front offices that say, "Oh, we could fix that guy because they because yeah, they right smell their own shit." Yeah, you know you're what right I mean. About so that. there's you're always right a guy and a GM or a personnel guy. So you know what? We 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 like the tape too. We can we can fix him in our system. And hey, look what happened with Razul Douglas. Two back to back weeks. That's oh. an example. You know, it happens, but I, I I like the fact that you have Dallas Goddard as your, as your real number two receiving option. Well, that is, yeah, he's the real you know? number two. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jim. Absolutely. Last four games, you got to sweep Washington to get into the playoffs, clearly. If they do, they're probably in. I think it's more likely to go two and two down the stretch. Where are you at with the last four? I think they can go three and one. Um, it, it, as long as Dallas is not like... It has nothing to play for in that last week. They can win that game. They're going to lose one of the Washington games. I mean, oh. it's hard to sweep a team. I know. Yeah, well, Dallas know, is going to have to play. They're playing for seeding because they're in the mix in that they're 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 fourth in the in the uh, conference. So Dallas is playing their players because they're going to be playing to host a, a first round game. You know, potentially. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go two and two then. Yeah, I, yeah. I I wasn't keeping track of what Dallas is. Doing, I just you know I hear on the radio that you know they might not play their starters and right. things like that. So two and two um, keeps no, this, they play their starters, two two and two keeps this team out of the playoffs. Yeah, it gives eight wins. I said before the season nine and eight. Tech, you said nine and eight as well, right? We just had. Different- I said I said eight and nine, nine and eight on the high side. I kind of hedged my bets in the beginning. I said I see eight wins, but they could win nine. Well, Jim, where are you at? Where were you at with that in the preseason with the win total? Uh, I think I was at eight and nine. I, I, I didn't think too much of them. I thought they you know, could, could steal a few and, and win a few that they should win, but I didn't think they were a playoff team. I, you know, if they do make it in they're they're going to get destroyed because they, you got to remember they're, they're going in playing a bunch of shit teams. So like once they get a good team, it, it's going to be lights out. Absolutely, absolutely. For our listeners, we've been on the line with Jim Grasso, owner of Wildfire Pods. Find them on Twitter at wildfire underscore pods. Uh, so, Jim, you're our first promotional sponsor for the show, which we really have appreciated your support. Yes, sir. Uh, tell us and our listeners a little bit about what you got going on at Wildfire headed into 2022. Oh, man, guys, we got so much stuff going on. Um, we are improving our video product. Right now, we have a pretty decent streaming video product uh, for any shows that come in studio and, and do their shows. Um, but we're going to be moving to a multi-camera setup with backgrounds and and graphics and all kinds of stuff. Very nice. So Very we're nice. really excited about that. Um, we actually recently moved into a new spot. You guys got to stop by and see it. Um, Absolutely. We're sharing, a, we're sharing a building with another podcast studio called Toxic Entertainment. They're more of a like a heavy metal streaming station. Um, and they do a lot of like heavy metal and punk, uh, podcast. Um, so they're real, real good friends of ours. Pretty cool spot. Um, but yeah, if, if, you know, if you need a podcast and you're in the area, you know where to go. You come right to wildfire. We get it all set up for you. We take care of everything. You come in, you do your show, and you leave. You don't have to worry about editing. You don't have to worry about anything. We take care of everything. We help promote it, and we get you going. And you know, get you some monetization uh, when the numbers are right. And 
That's it, man. We're 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 moving right along. We're pretty excited about 2022. Hopefully, this COVID gets behind us and yeah, and we can start getting some getting some uh, new shows in here because there's a lot of talent out there. Absolutely, absolutely. And lastly, Jim, before we let yes, you sir. go, give us a veteran stadium memory from a game you attended. Oh man, um, my first. As, as crazy as it sounds, I never went to an Eagles game at the vet. Um, I've only went to I one. Went so I hear to, you. <laughs> yeah, I'm older than you guys. I think yeah, I'm I'm in my mid 40s, so I should have. Yeah, true, um, true, true, <laughs> true. Right. Yes. Um, but the one game my uncle took me to was a Penn State Temple game. Um, when I was young, I had no idea about football, and I kind of like was like, man, this place is a shithole. Even when I was young, I'm like, man, this, this place is a shithole. But as you got older, you got to love that shithole. Oh, yeah. You know? yes. and it, and oh, it, yeah. It became endearing. And, and I can I can remember going to Phillies games in 115 degree heat yes. and just, yes. just baking in that place. It was like an oven and like just sweating and getting hot beer. And, you know, it was just like, it was our shitty place, you know, and, and when they knocked it down, it was kind of it was kind of sad. But you know, the 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 Lincoln Financial Field and the Citizens Bank Park they don't have the the aura that the vet had. Pe- teams did not want to go to the vet to play; they Very were scared true. to death to play. I know, I know. Now I know. Like, yeah, they, were, they all, would get hurt left and right. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you know, and you were right on top of the players. You you know, you made a difference, and I, I think at the at the link. You don't really make that much of a. There's not that big of a home field advantage, like there is yeah. in like Kansas City. You know what I mean? Where it's like oh, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah, because they, the they new stadiums got stadium. real, got real corporate. Like you know, it's like a, it's like yeah. a corporate approach. And they to didn't stadium. design them right. They didn't design them for for sound to stay in and and things like that. But yeah, I mean, back in the vet, you could get tickets for for twenty bucks. You know what I mean? And like, oh yeah, South Philly was going, but now like. To go to an Eagles game, especially a playoff game, you, you might have to miss a car payment. You know, <laughs> hundreds, it's hundreds ridiculous. Of the world is uh, completely different. But um, <laughs> yeah, the vet was our lovable uh, piece of crap stadium, and uh, we'll always miss it. That's why we are the vet alumni. And Jim, we appreciate your support from the beginning, and we appreciate you coming on and talking birds with us. And um, We'll catch up with you real soon. Hope to talk to you yeah, soon, we got, guys. we got to stop through the new, the yeah, new we'll office. Yeah, we'll stop through the new office yeah, soon and chop it up. Get, get your asses over there. Record <laughs> a show over there so everybody can see. You know, I, I want to stream you guys. I want you guys on video. Good-looking guys like dude sitting behind the mic. Come hey, on now. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, uh, you know what, good, let's man. do it. We'll, uh, we'll touch base real soon with that. on that. All right, guys. Keep killing it. Enter the center. With Tech and Prem. The Vet Alumni. Alright, reports. They're heating up all over the place. Everywhere I look, I see a new report about Ben Simmons and a trade that could be going down, I don't know, today, tomorrow, soon. It has to happen very soon. I'll say that much. Absolutely. I don't really know what to expect in terms of value back at this point, man. I am completely lost on what Daryl Morey is even going to be able to pull right now. I don't know either. I have no idea. I got to tell you. I I mean, this guy has been playing basketball for one. 
Sure, he's been working out, but what's he doing? He's got his little yes men around him. And who are you getting in return? Forget about a top 25 player. If we if we sat here and went through all the top 25 players, it, it, the Sixers don't have a shot at any of those. Any no, of those. No, no they don't. Uh, so, and, and beyond Ben Simmons, there's some issues on this team. Um, I don't love Tobias Harris. I'm okay. disappointed with Tobias Harris. I mean, he's he's good in spots, but he's not the guy you need him to I'm be. I'm not as disappointed as I am with Danny Green, though. No, you have to get Danny Green <laughs> out of the lineup. Package him with Ben in a trade, you might get more well, back. Well, I'm thinking you, you might have to. Then you're going to give more minutes to somebody else, but that's better at this point. Right. There's, there's pieces beyond a Ben Simmons trade that are needed in order for this team to be good enough, to be a contender, a real contender. I agree. I mean, look, they're 15 and 13. They're right now. Now they are just a middle-of-the-pack Eastern Conference team. They're not really going to be competing with the elite teams right now. I say that, and they just bet, beat the Warriors. But they can beat anybody on any given night in a weird way. Right. But not consistently. No. That's I, the problem. I they just, have some impressive wins this year. I just pulled it up for, for shits and gigs. Let's go through it. Okay. Uh, let's go through the top, top 25 players in the NBA. LeBron, Curry, Harden, Giannis. Kawhi, Durant, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Jokic, Anthony Davis, all forget about it. Not getting any of those guys. No, not happening at all. All right. No way. Kyrie Irving, uh, Donkic, uh, Ben Simmons, Devin Booker, Tatum, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Bradley Beal, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Jimmy Butler, Zion Williams. Are you getting any of these guys? Of course not. Can you imagine having a time machine and going back and drafting Tatum instead of Fultz? Yeah, well, Boston plays because they were <laughs> going to take Tatum no matter where they picked. They were going to take Tatum. True, And they did trade out of them the one because they knew they were going to do that and they knew we would take Fultz. So, right, right, right. I just look at look at, at the guys that are the top 25 players, difference makers. Sixers ain't got a shot to get one of them. No. Not one. If that was going to happen, they would have had to have moved Ben last year, which wasn't happening because we were the one seed. Right. His value his value peaked last year, obviously, um, but then quickly unpeaked during the playoffs. Right. I mean, and there's some there's some guys outside the 25, like maybe in the top 30, 35, that you might have had a shot at before. Now that's over. Zach Levine, that's over. I know, man. Not getting Zach Levine. Uh, Brandon Ingram was no, a name I just recently Zach Levine heard. Levine is a phenomenal basketball player. Yeah, but now he's got DeMar DeRozan, and they're a good team. So yeah. he, they're not moving I anyone. I always liked DeRozan. Me too. I always he, liked he, his game. He was stuck in no man's land in San Antonio, but now you see yeah. what he looks like with a with a good co-star in Chicago. And they're, they're the two seed. Yeah. I, you know, they were they were my sleeper pick last year to do well. Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, we're seeing what – it's the first time in a long time that the Bulls are actually uh, – they're a, not selling. They're not team. trying to, you no, know? They're, they're buying. They're <laughs> they're bu- buying. If anything, they're buying. Yeah. Right. Something to put them over the top. But then again, they are buying, so maybe they would be interested in Ben Simmons. Honestly, yeah, but we're not going to get anybody gonna that's get a difference maker from their no, squad. And we don't want picks. Because right. we're, we're in win now, or they think. They think they can be in win now mode. Right. Inside that building. And then there's another problem that I don't think Sixers fans want to realize. There's... There's some, you know, red and blue colored glasses to some extent. I know there's a lot of realist fans out there, but when it comes to Tyrese Maxey and his role on this squad, uh, it's almost like he, oh, he's just, he's, he's young. Don't worry about it. They got blinders on with, with a very important thing here. 
I don't think Maxi and Embiid are a great fit. I think they're huh. I think they're solid together. I right. don't think they're a great fit. And the reason why is because Maxi, when Embiid is out, yeah. is a leading scorer on the squad. He's running around he's like He's an attacker. He, yeah. He runs like he's got his hair on fire. He does. And and when Embiid is in, He's deferring, his point total's cut in half, Well, nat- naturally, because Embiid's your number one option. I mean, you know. Yes, but there's a certain element of Embiid where you almost think to yourself when you see he- that he's going to keep the ball, and you're like, no, don't keep it, don't, don't shoot it here, and then he shoots it, it's a brick, and then it goes back the other way, or he turns the ball over and trying to do something. Yeah. A lot of times he's getting fouled, okay? Embiid is a tremendous player. I don't, I don't question what he's doing out there. But when Maxi is the guy who's bringing the ball up, as soon as it gets into Embiid's hands, Embiid becomes the point guard now. And Embiid right. is running the offense. And Well, and the I- irony is that Embiid can shoot from anywhere on the floor like a point guard. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the irony I, I agree. But I want Maxi yeah. to be running this offense a little more because when, when he's running inside, getting inside, and not worrying about having to get the ball to MB, yeah. we're scoring points that way. Maxi's scoring points. So. And, and when when we're in that situation, when Embiid's out, I yeah. mean, Maxi just really reminds me of AI the way he moves through the through the paint. I know. He cuts through people kind of like in an elusive manner, like similar. I now, he's, agree. He's not the player, obviously, that Iverson was, but we're making that comparison because that's the greatest sixer, just in my opinion, ever played. Heading put to on the a basket uniform. like a bulldozer with exactly. reckless abandon. Exactly. And just making it work. Yes. And just getting a layup up there. Absolutely. And, you know, weird floaters or things like that. He's really good at that. But my issue when I see them play together is I'm not getting, I'm not seeing what I want that I see from Maxi when Embiid's not on the floor. I'm not seeing that Maxi when he's paired with Embiid. Embiid almost has this mentality where he's like, nah, he's young. I, I got to take this shot. I got to, I got to do this. Yeah. And you can kind of see it in his yeah, face I know what you mean. and in his, in his, you know, his body language. Well, cause he's still a young player and I think there's still like that internal uh, team dynamic thing where, yeah. you know, he knows that he's a second year guy and he maybe isn't, fully confident as he would be if he was a fifth-year guy of just doing what you're saying when yeah. Embiid's on the floor because he's deferring to the leader of the team. It's a shame that Phoenix is such a good squad because... Oh, man, Phoenix is... Chris Paul would have been a great fit I'd like for to see Joel Phoenix, Embiid. Uh, actually, I, I know the, Six, the Sixers are not a finals team this year, okay? No. They're not. We have to come to terms with that now. We must. I would like to see <laughs> Phoenix... I'd like to see Phoenix and Golden State play for the Western Conference Championship. Um, but I really feel like I'd like to see Chris Paul get a ring. I would love to see Chris Paul as get much a as ring. The, the, the Warriors are my Western Conference squad, yes, like you. Yes, because um, I'm a Philly homer, and I go back to when they were a Philly Dub squad. Nation. Yep, yeah. But that's me personally. So I always want to see the Warriors win a chip, but I really want to see Chris Paul get one. And guys, I, I was people, hoping it would have been last season. It should have been. People yeah. listening out there, the Sixers are not a Finals team this year. We'll no. be lucky if we get to the second round again. Absolutely, and and people have to understand this and come to grips with it. Yeah. Because they, they don't seem to be coming to grips with it. I know, it. I know. A window closed. Your window was when the Raptors and the Bucks hoisted the trophy. That was your window. Right. And it's it's closed. My question is, is Tyrese Maxey a point guard? Well, yeah. What else is he? He's not a shooting guard. I don't know. Because I would... It's a shame. I'd like to have seen a Chris Paul, Joel Embiid pairing because... Oh, who wouldn't? Of course. Because yeah, Chris course. Paul is like a absolute true point guard. Well, yeah, he's, Joel, one of, he's one of the greatest point guards of all time, bro. Of all bro. time. If you put him you with Joel, him. oh my I know, God. I know, and I know. I, and I get it. With he's the, retiring in Phoenix, though. Yes. And, and, and you know what? I get it with Russell Westbrook. I, I just, 
I, you know, the only thing I've never liked about Russell Westbrook is there's a clutch moment and he has the audacity to throw up some crazy three-point shot and, and brick, or, you know, clanks it. Like, you can't. Yeah. He, and he, for years, did it at Oklahoma City, did it Houston, uh, did it in Washington last plus, year. Plus, we saw plus, it in the playoffs. Of all the press conferences that all these players do, there's only one guy's press conferences I hate more than Russell Westbrook, and that's Cam Newton's. Because he's just, he's just, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's Cam like, Newton's he's cringeworthy and just so terrible to listen. I can't stand Cam Newton anymore. I, I, I was almost happy that he got benched. And but he Russ, Russell Westbrook is a close two on like cringeable press oh, yeah. conferences. Oh, yeah. It, Imagine it, it, the Philly media. Oh, my God. And the way he wore his fashion when he walks in the stadium, is the, I always thought he was the worst. They always hail him as like this this fashion genius, this guru. <laughs> I, I think he's he's it's some these, of the worst a lot, fashion a lot of these I've ever guys seen. try too hard. Now, they need to take his page out of Jalen Hurts' book because Jalen Hurts knows how to dress. Yes. You're right about that. I know this is enter the center, but I had to say that. <laughs> well, let's go ahead. The numbers don't lie, and you, you got some good numbers for us. We do. We do. Let's do it. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. You know that the numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Numbers don't lie. Look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Numbers, they don't lie. Well, Tech, it's been a while since we did a number segment. And well, it feels like that. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I wanted to get nostalgic and do a classic version, highlighting some of the cool next-gen stats that we always did. And I'm doing it for the entire NFL, across the whole season, to this point. It's been a really odd year in the NFL, Tech. We've seen some great performances, though, on some amazing plays. Yep. First category we're going to look at is the fastest ball carriers in the league on the entire season. Speed kills, man. Yep. Fastest ball carrier in the NFL this season, which will probably surprise you because it surprised me. Well, you want to take a guess real quick? Fastest ball carrier in the league this year. Ooh, fastest ball carrier. It's a wide carrier. receiver. It's a wide receiver. I'll give you that. Ooh. Uh, it's not Tyreek Hill this year, huh? Marquez Valdez Scantling of wow. the Green Bay Packers. Wow. He hit 22.09 miles per hour on his Week 11 75-yard touchdown. Well, that was a tremendous touchdown. From Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yep. it was. Yeah, it was. Aaron Rodgers just with lasers. Yep. Uh, some people drive slower than that on back streets. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Two Eagles are in the top 11 on the speed list, though. Okay. Who do you think they are? Uh, I'm going to say Jalen Hurts. Wrong. Really? Is it is it Miles Sanders? Wrong. Wow. All right. One, one ja- more. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Jalen Rager comes oh! in. He comes in at ninth on the list, reaching a speed of twenty one point seven four miles known. per hour. I shouldn't know. It's always Jalen Rager on these lists. And it's pretty impressive. Now it's a week five, twenty two yard punt return. So it's impressive because it was only twenty two yard play. And the kid does, in fact, have top-level burst. I mean, to reach that speed on just 22 yards, a lot of these plays on this list were like long plays where guys get ahead of steam and they're running top speed. Right. But his acceleration is definitely there, showing that he has something, even if he doesn't have much else. Uh, He does have the speed. 
Quez Watkins right behind I him. I figured it was going to be Quez. I thought you might go with him yeah, first. Yeah, I, I thought it might be too easy to say Quez Watkins. That's fair. 11th on the season overall, reaching a speed of 21.62 miles per hour Ooh. on his 91-yard grab against the Niners in Week 2. Yep. Which should have been a touchdown. It's crazy, right? Unbelievable. We end up with nothing on that. That's got to be one <laughs> that I know. That's got to be one of the longest plays in NFL history that didn't net points. It's really absurd. 91 yards. Yeah. From like the what two a, to the five or whatever it is. What a two to the joke. Yeah. Um, a great play, though. Definitely a highlight of the season, that play. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Next category, Tech, remarkable rushes. Now, this this was surprising to me. There's unfortunately no birds in a top 20, which is very surprising because last season, Miles was all over this top Yeah, 20. I, I thought Miles was going to pop in when he said he The was. top two on the list, though, the top two um, remarkable rushes on the list, no surprise. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. He's the main reason why I have the top seed in our fantasy league, by the way. (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) He gained 75 yards over the expected yardage in his Week 9 rush and 73 yards over the expected uh, yardage in his Week 6 rush. He's quickly become the best back in football and deserves a thank you from all Eagles fans for helping to keep the Colts in the playoff race, thus ensuring their first-round pick becomes ours this April. That's awesome. Without Jonathan Taylor, you could argue that the Colts are like four and nine right now. It may be because he's he's Carson's the reason. Had a great year. He's had a he's had a above average year. A bounce back because You're right. he's benefiting from literally the best running back in football. Right uh, now. So uh, thank you, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Let's look at improbable completions by quarterbacks. The number one guy on this list across the whole season is Chargers young phenom quarterback Justin Herbert. Wow. Simply a stud, man. In his Week 12 16-yard touchdown pass to tight end Jared Cook, that pass only had an 8.2% chance of being completed. And that's mm. the most improbable completion across the entire league this year. Wow. Jalen Hurts, though, lands on his list at number 12 there overall. With his Week 3 15-yard touchdown pass to Greg Ward in mop-up time. <laughs> uh, which, <laughs> right. But it actually only had a 15.1 chance of completion. And I should note that our old guy, Carson... Is two spots ahead of Jalen on this list. Tenth <laughs> on his 57-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver Michael Pittman in Week 7, which was a great play. Yes, it was a great play. I mean, Michael Pittman is a legit receiver, too. Absolutely. Um, and they got a value pick on him. I remember when he was coming out, there was a lot of talk about Michael Pittman. Yeah, I wanted Michael Pittman. Um, <laughs> that play by Carson only had a 14.7% chance to be completed. Wow. All right, Tech. Fastest sacks on the season. Wow. You'd be surprised to know. Our guy, Hassan Ridgeway, has registered the ninth fastest sack across the entire league all year. Wow. His week eight takedown of... Is that his only sack of the year? Probably. <laughs> his week eight takedown of Jared Goff of the Lions took all of 2.43 seconds. Yeah. I, I, it happened so fast, I don't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what happened even faster was number one on this list, which won't be topped. It was a 1.87 second takedown by Panthers linebacker Shaq Thompson in week 10 of uh, Colt McCoy, who was filling in for Kyler Murray. He stinks. I like Shaq Thompson. Milliseconds separate the sack masters <laughs> on this, lead, this list. Milliseconds, Tech. Yeah. All right, lastly, Tech. My favorite category, incredible yards after the catch. Ah, the yak category. Yeah. There's no Eagles in the top 20, though, man. Of course not. But Debo Samuel, not surprisingly. Having the best year. He's ridiculous. Yep. He gained 78 yards above the expected yardage on his week 8, 83-yard touchdown grab from Jimmy G. It was a touchdown that was actually reversed and put it to 1. Yeah. But they promptly scored right after that. Um 
Bengals rookie receiver Jamar Chase is second on this list. 73 wow. yards above the expected gain on his Week 7 82-yard grab from Joe Burrow. Like I said earlier, Chase looks like the real deal. Oh, yeah. They're going to yeah. be good. The Bengals are, are not going anywhere for a long time. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I know. They haven't been good since the 80s. Really, that's the funny thing. They ha- Well, Carson Palmer briefly had them in the playoffs, and he tore his knee. Um, that one year, the Steelers went to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Um, that was it. Other than that, since the 80s, that, that fan base has been suffering, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, because look at them. I mean, they're, they're they, even now they're they're better, but I don't know. They're they're probably going to slip into the playoffs. They might look. The, that's just because the AFC this year isn't as good as the NFC. Whoever comes out of the NFC is going to win win it all. I, I think. think my, my take right now. Yeah, yeah. I think the Chiefs run a table, don't lose again, win it all. <laughs> really? You know what? Wouldn't surprise me. I'm a taking bit. the Chiefs to completely run the table. Wouldn't bro. surprise now, be- me. A bit. Before the season, I had the Bills winning it all. But yeah, but they've been disappointing. I, I I rarely back down from picks, but um, Kansas City defense has been improving, and that's what they've done the last couple. And of I'm years, not going against Big Red or, or Mahomes. I, I wouldn't count them. No, out. I think they go back to what their third straight Super Bowl, right? And, uh, wow, and win two out of three. Okay, but Tech numbers don't lie. All right, now I'm going to deliver these presents. So sit tight, fellas. Okay, what do we got here? Oh, cookies. Mmm. Oh, these are, these are delicious. Shh, I think I can hear oh, Santa. Yeah. Fantastic. Hold on, turn on the light. Santa? Huh? Don't eat those cookies. Those have weed in them. Huh? Happy Holidays from the Vet Alumni Podcast. It's time for Prem's Picks. These things are a blowout, a human lot. You can bet your children's unborn children on these games. Prim's picks, you got back to 500, right? Is that where we're well, at? I, I went 500 on the week, but I'm 10 and 12 overall. Oh, you're 10 and 12. So overall. I'm still right. in the losing category. <laughs> I completely missed on the Raiders not losing by more than 10, and they got destroyed by like 30. Oh, right. I, I completely forgot about that pick. I oh, way man. off. I, you know, I was going with the AFC West rivalry thing. Yeah. And I thought that it would just be a weird game, like AFC West weird games are. But I nailed my tough pick, which was the Rams knocking off the Cardinals. It, the exact opposite. I thought that you weren't going to get that game and that you were going to get the the the, uh, the Raiders one. I'll tell you what, man. It's really tough to pick games this year. I'm, I'm off this year, but I'm hearing a lot of guys are having trouble picking games this year, actually. Yeah, because it, it, there's definitely an any given Sunday twist to this it season. Fe- it feels like more than usual. Yeah, um, definitely. With that said... Tampa Bay lost to Washington this year. They did. <laughs> so. They did. But with that said, Tech, here are the Week 15 locks. Locks! So... The Steelers, very perplexing squad. However, in December, infuriating squad. Right in, but in December, under Mike Tomlin, their record is extremely good. I don't know the number, <laughs> but their win percentage is probably like in the seven hundreds. Okay, they're hosting the Titans this week in Pittsburgh. Ooh. Now the Titans obviously are a good team. They're nine and four. Could be but, a Super Bowl uh, team. But without Derrick Henry, they're not the same squad. I hear you. And I think that Tannehill goes in there, and I think the Steelers' defense frustrates him a bit. Mm. I can I'm, see that. And the Steelers are actually two-point home dogs, which is insulting to Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Give me the Steelers straight up wow. to beat the Titans. Lock. Lock. Next tech, you'll probably like this one just because of how it went last week. The Rams are five-point favorites over the Seahawks in L.A. Mm. 
I'm taking it all day. Give okay. me the Rams to stay hot. I think they get their 10th win of the season. I know Russell Wilson has been playing a little better. I know that Rashad Penny had a really good game last week for yep. the Seahawks. I just don't see them going in and having enough uh, to beat the Rams, who have a superb defense You know as what? Well. I don't either. So I'm taking the Rams. Take the five points. I see this being like a 33-20 Rams win, 33-23, 33-26, yeah. something in that range. Lock. Lock. Hope we get the 500 with these picks here. Yeah. So to recap, we got the Steelers handling business at home against the Titans and winning straight up. Lock. And the Rams handling business in a 425 nationally televised game on Fox at home in L.A. Lock. This has been Prem's NFL Picks. See you next week. Vet alumni.